0: Hello there. Thank you for listening to our prayer series. I'm your host, Dr. Evelyn. Today, I'll be talking about the prayer of intercession. The word intercede means to act between two people with the thought of reconciling the two of them. Therefore, the prayer of intercession is standing in the gap in prayer on behalf of another person. It involves a continuous dedication to pray until you see the answer. Paul said, My little children, I travail in birth for you until Christ is formed in you. You must pray until you see the expected results. I want to share with you today that there is an underlining principle that you have to understand in order to see the importance of intercession and why you should strive to become an intercessor. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we see the Trinity, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit declare their intention of creating man and woman They said, let us make man after our likeness and let them have dominion over the birds of the air, the fish in the sea, cattle, and every creeping thing and over all the earth. So we, man is supposed to have dominion over the air, the sea, and land. The psalmist emphasizes the same truth in Psalm 115. Verse 16, he says that the heavens belongs to God, but he has given the earth to the sons of men. We see that man has dominated all the three areas that I just spoke about in the natural. We have airplanes flying in the air, just as birds do. We have various fishing boats and different kinds of ship navigating the sea. We've seen over the um, course of history, great inventions that have been made. We have canals, bridges, and very sophisticated buildings, computers. I mean, a lot is going on. However, when you, you bring it into the realm of the spirit, it seems we have not taken charge in the spiritual realm as we have done in the natural realm. And sometimes we turn around and blame God for everything that is happening. Whereas God is also looking on us that the things that must happen in this earth, we must take from heaven. He said, let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And so we who are down here on earth need to continually stand in the gap as Jesus instructed us and prayed that the will of God will be done on the earth, just as it is in heaven. And my dear friend, when you will understand this principle very well, you will see why God needs our permission to do anything on the earth. Somebody will say that, Dr. Evelyn, are you saying that the all-powerful God needs my permission When he can, he's God by himself. Yes, he does. And this is because he is, I mean, he respects order. And if if he gave us authority to be upon the earth, to take charge and to do things, he will not turn around and take it back from us. When we see a world that is full of oppression, injustice, wickedness of all shapes and forms, then you see that we have need of intercessors more than ever. In the same way, when you read the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, a lot was going on in Israel and God sent the prophet Ezekiel to go tell the Israelites. He said, I searched for a man among them who will build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I will not destroy it. But I found no one, not even one. What this verse is saying is that God looks for intercessors to stand in the gap, to make up the hedge, and to intercede so that people's lives can be spared. Today, I will share with you Three major ways by which intercession can take place. One of it is for you to decide that from this day forward, I want to be an intercessor. I want to team up with God and make sure that the will of God will be done on earth, just as it is in heaven. In the Bible, we find several examples of both men and women who were intercessors. One example I will give today is Abraham. Abraham was an intercessor. We read in Genesis how he stood in the gap for Sodom and Gomorrah so that that city will not be destroyed. But unfortunately, that city was so polluted with sin and immorality that God could not even find 10 righteous people to spare the land. However, in Genesis chapter 19, verse 29, we read that after Abraham had done all the praying and still destruction needed to come on Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible says that God remembered Abraham and saved Abraham's nephew, Lot, and his family. Abraham, as an intercessor, had pleaded with God for the entire city, of Sodom and Gomorrah to be saved. But he got a bonus, a reward from his intercession. His immediate family were spared. Remember that he who waters is himself watered. As you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness in the lives of other people, God will remember you and spare your life and the life of your loved ones today, if you are hearing my voice, God is calling for for people who will dedicate their lives to pray continually for his church. He's seeking for men and women who will stand in the gap and make intercession for the saving of souls. He's seeking for people who will pray for the laborers who are on the mission fields. He's looking. Will you stand up and be counted. Will you tell God that here am I, send me and I will go. God is knocking on your heart and I pray and plead with you that if you will make that quality decision, your life will never be the same. The second way by which intercession happens, as we read in Romans chapter 8 verse 26, is that, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses because we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes on our behalf with signs and groanings too deep for words. When we are in prayer and we yield our uh, our Spirit, or we yield ourselves unto the Holy Spirit. He leads and guides us and sometimes shows you the prayer point that you must touch on. Sometimes this comes into our hearts and we understand what we are praying about, but there are other times that we don't even understand what we are praying about because we are praying in tongues. And Paul said that the one, I will pray with my understanding, and I will also pray with my spirit. And the prayer language of the Spirit of God is tongues, groanings, and travail. So sometimes we can pray in our native language, the language that you will understand, and sometimes you can also pray in tongues. Some have argued if speaking in tongues is from God. I will share more on this subject as part of the prayer series. And so don't miss it when I teach on the prayer of tongues and interpretation. The third way by which prayer intercession can happen is when God gives you the prayer burden. And the prayer burden, I would say, is like an alarm that goes off in your innermost being. If you have um, an alarm in your house, maybe an ADT, and for some reason there is an intruder, and they don't know the code to put in and all of that, that alarm will go off. And it's such a loud noise. First the natural, and then the spiritual. This also happens in the realm of the spirit, that sometimes God will give you an alarm. You find that burden, it's like an uneasiness, deep inside your heart. Everything is right around you, In the natural, there is nothing wrong, but it looks like there is an unsettling edge in your heart and you feel this deep edge to pray. Beloved, anytime you feel that edge, don't ignore it. Don't push it aside. Don't give reasons why you cannot do it. Respond to it. If you are in a place where you cannot pray immediately, I will encourage you, do whatever you are doing and step aside, find the time, and pray. Sometimes it will even just be, be in your car and pray. Because for for the most part, what I have realized is that some of these prayer burdens may mean an impending death of a loved one or an impending danger, something disastrous is about to happen, and God is looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Sometimes we have um, the activities of evil spirits that are working against the lives of people and God is looking to see who will stand in the gap and pray for my church, pray for my servants, pray for um, other things that are going on so that I will deliver. And sometimes he doesn't find anybody. But when you get that burden and you understand and that's why I'm teaching this series. So you would know that, oh, it's not just a worry, it's not in my mind, but I don't, I can't tell what it is. It's a prayer burden. It's deep inside your heart. The Lord is urging you to pray. I remember that because sometimes you would not know what God wants to save you from. I remember that time I was in college one Saturday, I had packed my books. I was going to go to the library to study, but just as I stepped outside my door, I ha- I sensed this heavy burden just come over me, and it's like, you need to pray. I'm like, Lord, I'm going to the library. Can I go and come back? But it was like, it was so intense. I knew what it was because I've worked with the Lord and I understood what some of these things are. So what I did was in obedience, I went back to my room, put my books down, got a a, a water bottle and headed to, we had a a garden at the university where it's very quiet. You can have some quiet time there. So I went over there and it was Saturday, so it was virtually empty. I started off praying, just thanking God, praying and thanking God and not knowing exactly what to pray about. I I started praying in tongues. And as the more I prayed, the more that burden intensified. But I stayed in prayer until that burden lifted. And beloved, it was after I had finished praying, I saw I've been in prayer for two hours, but now I felt light. I felt joyful. There was peace in my heart. That burden was no more there. So I didn't know what I had prayed on, but I knew that something, some victory had been won. And I thanked God. And then I went back to my dorm, rested and went to the library um, late that evening. Only to find out when I went home the next, the following week, I was supposed to go home because we're on break. When I went home, I found that my mother was just recovering. She's been so sick and she was recovering. And her eyes looked pale. She's lost weight and all of that. So I asked the one who takes care um, of her, our household. He said, yes, last week, mom almost died. She became unconscious. We had to take her to the hospital. And for over two hours, the doctors were trying to resuscitate her until finally she came out of that unconsciousness. And this is, um, they just released her to come home after about a week. And I'm just standing there baffled. And I asked, what time did this happen? And beloved, you will not believe it. It was within that two-hour window that I was praying. You see what I'm talking about? sometimes you don't know that God is calling on you to stand in the gap to pray because somebody's life is in danger. And in this case, I didn't even know that was the life of my own mother. But I prayed because I said, God needs somebody to pray anyway. So I prayed. But little did I know that it was my own mother. And that time she would have died when she wasn't even 70 years old. And I say it to the glory of God that my mother is still alive. She's turning 90 and I give God the praise. I give God the glory. Beloved, I share this testimony with you so that you will know how crucial it is to dedicate yourself day and night and to pray. You pray and form the habit of of responding to the promptings of God. Even in times when you don't feel like praying, you still have to pray because you may never know what you are saving somebody from, or maybe it may be your own mother, as it was in my own case. Thank you for listening. And I want you to know that Dr. Evelyn Ministries podcast is now available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Listen and give us your rating and also send you your send in your questions. I'll be glad to answer questions that you have on prayer, some of the arguments that you have heard out there that you need answers to. I'll be glad to do that. God bless you. Visit our Facebook page for more information. Be blessed. Thank you.